So, Rachel, here we are again. Here we are. We are back with the Career Passport podcast. And I keep having to say that they keep getting better and better. Yep. I love talking to people who are a part of it, who are going through the Career Passport. But we did something a little bit different today. We did. We talked to Brandy Luna, who is the director of recruiting for Nelnet. And that was just a really awesome conversation. Yeah, we got to talk about resumes and interview skills, which I know is a very anticipated topic for the Career Passport program. And she just gave us a lot of practical tips and things that you will be like, oh, duh. Yeah. That's such a great idea. Things that you may not think about, but once you hear them sound very obvious. So thanks to Brandy for being on the episode today. And if you want to know how to improve your resume and your interview skills, keep on listening. So Brandy, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. The first thing that we have our guests do on the podcast is just tell us your name. We've said it a hundred times already, (laughs) but tell us your name and your title, and then talk a little bit about your career path here at Nelnet. Sure. So my name is Brandy Luna. I'm the director of corporate recruiting. I actually just celebrated my one-year anniversary on Tuesday this week. congrats. Wow. (laughs) That's exciting. Yeah. I came into the organization in this particular role. So you've been here a year. What made you decide to come to Nelnet? So one of the things that I really liked about Nelnet was the more that I learned about it was the culture, how much we focused on our associates, how much we focused on our customer service. And so those were really great things that someone who talks to people about joining an organization, it's a great selling point and it's a good feeling to know that you're bringing them into an organization where they'll be cared about, where we'll invest in them to help them grow professionally and personally. As a a new person or somebody who was considering employment here, how did you find out about some of those things that influenced your decision? So some of it was online research. Okay. Talking to people was another way. And then through the interview process, too, I was able to ask those questions as well. We will definitely get to those points later on. Okay, so if we continue on with the topic of interviews, something that goes along with interviews are resumes. So have you noticed any trends in resumes coming into Nelnet just in general? We have started seeing more resumes that have like infographics or pictures on them. Um, That's a trend that we've been noticing over the last 12 to 24 months. And those infographs really depict someone's level of experience or knowledge as it relates to certain softwares that they know how to use. So do you find when you have one of those resume styles that come across your desk, do you find that it stands out more? Do you like those more than a traditional resume? What are your thoughts as a recruiter on that style? I think that style is a great way to showcase your level of experience with certain things because as Most people are visual. Just being able to look at that picture and be able to quickly ascertain, oh, you have a lot of experience in this area, but not so much in that area is Mm -hmm. a benefit. Okay. So that's good to know. Yeah. If you're ready to revamp your resume, you may want to visit some of those infographic creators. Yes. When you say infographic, I'm envisioning, let's say I know this program and I'm going to put a line that's filled 75% that represents my knowledge of that program. That's exactly right. Yes. Excellent. Now, is there a time when that style of resume might not be an advantage? I think if you are applying for a role, you don't have to showcase your knowledge level for certain softwares or things that are easily measurable. It wouldn't be the smartest route to showcase your skill set. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Because I feel the current trend, I've seen a lot of those style of resumes, and they do stand out quite a bit. But I've always wondered 
what does a, a recruiter, what does a hiring manager think when they see that style of resume? Did they like it or did they not like it? Does it matter? So it's good to know your insight on that kind of resume. Yeah, I think it's a nice, easy overview of your experience. Still on the topic of resumes, what should be on an ideal resume for a Nelnet candidate? So resume should be clear, concise, and free of grammatical errors. I oftentimes will see someone indicate that they have strong attention to detail, but there's multiple errors on their resume. Um, so it kind of contradicts their tells skill on sets. them. Yeah. Right, right. And so the resume should also showcase the skills that they've acquired from their work experience that demonstrates that they do have the qualifications for the role that they're applying to. Okay. So I would love to know what you say clear and concise. How concise are we talking? Yeah. Is the one page rule still in effect or was that ever in effect? <laughs> The one-page rule used to be in effect. Okay. I think it's okay to go two, but you shouldn't really go to no page more. three or four. Okay. <laughs> a little too much. Yeah, you just have to think about how long is it going to take someone to be able to read my resume and figure out if I have the skills for the job that I've applied to. Mm-hmm. And the shorter amount of time that answer is, the better. Okay, that's helpful. So when you're thinking about that as you're building your resume, no more than two pages, how many former jobs should you be listing? Like, let's say I have 10 former jobs. How many of those should I put on my resume? So your resume shouldn't go back any further than 10 years. So if I've had 10 jobs in 10 years, should I put all 10 on there? Or is it going to look strange if I only have from 2017 to 2020? That's a great question. So you do (laughs) want to keep the two-page limit in mind. You may want to do a summary then of the experience that you gained if it starts getting too long, if you've had 10 jobs in 10 years. (laughs) Okay. So that would be helpful. You know, you could put, in your example, you said 2017 to 2020. So Mm -hmm. you could say 2009 to 2016, I worked in a variety of jobs doing XYZ and gaining these skills. So uh, keep keeping along the lines of resumes, let's say you're applying for several different jobs and maybe they're slightly in slightly different fields. Should you tailor your resume to each particular position you're applying for or should you just leave it more general? That's a great question and we often receive that question and I think it's important to tailor your resume if you're looking to make a career change or applying for a job where your experience doesn't exactly match the experience that's in the job description, but you've obtained the skills required for the job from the roles that you've had, then tailoring your resume is usually beneficial. But if you're applying for three jobs that are somewhat similar, your general resume should suffice, and then you'll want to make sure you tailor your cover letter. Oh, that's another Mm -hmm. good question about cover letters. So when is a cover letter required or appropriate? And is there a time where it's not necessary or not appropriate? That's a great question. So cover letters, I think, are slowly becoming a thing of the past. We see less and less of them as time goes on. And I think a cover letter is great when you are looking to make a career change. So you can kind of explain that up front and showcase your skill set a little bit differently. It's not always required, though. Let's look at external applicants versus internal applicants for positions at Nelnet specifically. So let's say if we have an external applicant they're applying for a position here. You would most likely be looking for a cover letter in that instance because they are making a bit of a career change. Is that correct or incorrect? We may or may not actually. So a career change doesn't necessarily mean looking for a new job. It would be if I were in marketing and I wanted to move over into IT. Ah, okay. So a more drastic career change where if all you had was my resume and you're bumping it up against an IT job description and mm-hmm. you can't easily see why 
I would be a good fit for that role. Okay. So a cover letter would be beneficial as with tailoring your resume so that you can show why you have the skills for that job. It may not be easy to tell just from the work experience that I've had. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Nice. Thank you for clearing that up. Yeah. <laughs> what tools are available out there now to help people beef up their resume, create a resume if they don't have one currently, or if they want to completely revamp or change their existing resume, what are some things that they can use to help them? There are, if you go to Google and research resume templates, there are a number of templates out there. There's different software you can use. Canva comes to mind, Mm -hmm. but there are a number of other softwares where you can actually connect to your LinkedIn profile and have it import your experience into that resume as well. Interesting. Yeah. So I always encourage people to just go out to Google and play around and figure out which tools are easiest for you to use. How important is LinkedIn? LinkedIn is important. It is the number one social media site for professionals and recruiters do use it. Companies post jobs out there. LinkedIn has a great program where if a company is utilizing that system to post jobs, LinkedIn will send notifications to individuals who may have the skill set for that job posting and alert you of Mm -hmm. opportunities. It's also really great as you meet people to connect with them on LinkedIn so you can network. Individuals will often post jobs that they're recruiting for or that they are hiring for. And so that way you can see that in your newsfeed and know that you can go and check it out and apply if you think the job is a good fit for you. We talk about LinkedIn as a social networking site. So how important are the other social networking platforms like Facebook and Instagram and stuff? Does Nelnet look at those at all or does it depend on the position that you're applying for? We do not look at those social media sites. In fact, we train our managers who are hiring not to do so. Okay. Is there a specific reason? It's just not always the best representation of somebody's skill (laughs) set. So when we're looking at Uh somebody, we're looking at Do you have the skills to do the job? And their Facebook page is not going to showcase that. I like that answer because it's true. (laughs) Well, and I feel like a lot of people are very conscious of what they put on their social media pages. But some people people maybe are not. not. (laughs) And I encourage people to be conscious because not all companies avoid looking people up on social media when making a hiring decision. So I always encourage them to be conscious about what's out there. Excellent suggestion. So I'd kind of like to switch gears just a little bit. We're kind of transitioning from resumes to interviews, but I'd like to know a little bit more about what the internal recruiting process looks like. When you have a position to fill, how are you recruiting people from inside to fill that position? So we have our internal portal where we post all open jobs. Individuals are able to go out there from the Nelnet portal, search for those jobs and apply to those jobs. One of the things that we have within our policies because it's what is right to do is we send all internal resumes to the manager for consideration and if the manager wants to interview that individual we will schedule that interview and make those arrangements but we make sure that all of the resumes from internal get in front of the hiring manager okay and I'm assuming that's across all divisions of it is okay Mm -hmm. perfect so it's really the hiring manager who's making the the final decision on who gets an interview from an internal perspective. Yes, from okay. an internal perspective, that's accurate. Gotcha. Okay, so uh, sticking with that kind of, what would make my resume stand out to that hiring manager to get it at least a chance? I think 
The tailoring of the resumes, if you're coming from an entirely different area, is helpful. Reaching out to the hiring manager as well and asking for more information about the role is also helpful. From a personal standpoint, when I've had job postings on my team, I've had people schedule 10 minutes with me to learn about the role before they submit their application. And then that way they have a really good idea of what the role is like. It gives me the opportunity to meet with them. So that's always nice to do as well. I like that piece of advice to Uh just schedule a 10-minute sit-down to ask more because I don't know that a lot of people take advantage of that opportunity or even know that that's something yeah. they could do mm-hmm. uh, to learn more about the job and see if it's a good fit and if it's what they're interested in. So what are some things I should be thinking about if I'm going to sit down in an interview? To interview with the hiring manager? Yes, You always want to make sure that you are dressed appropriately for an interview. I encourage individuals to bring a copy of their resume to the interviews, one for the manager, one for yourself, as well as for whoever else is in the room with you. And the reason I say to bring one for yourself is when people interview, they tend to get very nervous. And sometimes your mind draws a blank when you're asked a question. And so if you have like your work experience printed out in front of you, it can help prompt an answer to the question. That makes sense? That's a really good pro tip I would like to say yes (laughs) it's been a long time since I interviewed for a job I don't remember bringing a copy of my resume for myself but it makes sense Mm -hmm. it does make sense (laughs) obviously not required but just a something to have to help ease the nerves of the interviewee and so something else I'd like to ask about when you are interviewing for a job you said dress appropriately I think most people know that but Melnet has a casual environment so what do you consider appropriate in a casual environment would you recommend that an interviewee come in in casual attire for an interview since that's the company culture or do you recommend that they dress up for an interview even though it's a, a casual dress code it's hard to give a blanket response to that question because it could very by team. But if someone is going to wear jeans, I think it's a great idea to maybe wear nicer tops to the interview as a general sure. rule. So probably not a t-shirt is what I'm hearing. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> wear a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. I think you are also asking me like what else to prepare for the interview. Oh, yes. So it's important you come to the interview with questions that you are engaging, that you are able to answer the questions clearly and concisely, going back to what I said about your resume, and then maintain good eye contact, have a firm handshake is also important. Keep in mind your body language while you're interviewing as well, you know, the basics, like don't slouch in your chair or anything like that. Those are some of the things that I always encourage people to think about when they're interviewing. And then the other thing I always encourage people to do is to answer their interview questions honestly. So if someone's asking you a question about Tell me about a time when you did X. And if you've never done X, say you've never done X, but then follow up with, but if I had, this is how I would handle it. So you just want to be honest in your interview responses. Yes. And so I know one of the most popular interview questions out there is, what are some of your weaknesses? And lots of people know you're supposed to say a weakness, but it's actually a strength. Like, If you say, well, one of my weaknesses is I'm a perfectionist. So I really like to make sure that I see something through to the end and it's a perfect finished product. (laughs) So, right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think now hiring managers see right through that question and answer. So if someone is asked that in an interview today, what would be considered a better response than the perfectionist answer? Well, the way that I would answer that is I would tell you my weakness is why 
and here's what I've done to overcome it or to work and improve Hmm. on it. That's great. That is great. So this kind of segues into another question that we had for you, but what kinds of questions should you come to an interview with? Is there anything that's off limits or something you shouldn't talk about? So I think from an internal standpoint, it's you know the company already, you're familiar with the culture. And so the questions could be tailored more towards the team, the environment of the team, what does day-to-day look like in the role that you're interviewing for? Those are some really good questions that you could ask. Okay. So things like salary, should you be asking about that during an interview? I think it's okay to ask about it because that is an important part of your decision of whether or not if you're offered the role, if you would accept it. Okay. What about ways to advance? Should you be asking about career pathing, development, advancement in the interview? Or is that something you should wait for? Use a little caution with that one. And the reason I say that is because if you're interviewing for a role and you're saying, how quickly can I become promoted or Mm -hmm. move into my next role, then the manager's going to wonder if you're truly interested in the role that they need to have filled today. I think it's okay to ask generally, you know, what does the career path look like on your team? But how fast can I move? Maybe not a good one. Yeah, (laughs) I would would just use some caution there. So the word interview in general can spur some anxiety in people because you're there sitting there you don't know what questions are going to be asked of you so what are the most common questions to be asked and how does one prepare for those questions I like the the tip about having your resume there that would really help out a lot what other tips do you have to offer yeah there are a number of different types of interview questions behavioral tend to be really popular there's also the technical questions of tell me about your skills in this area. Um, The behavioral based questions, you know, when you're asked those, you think of STAR. If you look up STAR, the acronym for interviews, it's the situation. You describe the situation and your role in the situation. And then the T is the task. So then you describe what was your task and how it fit in with the situation. And then action, what action did you take? And then the R is result. And so what was the outcome? And so you take yourself through that acronym as you're responding to the question to make sure that you've answered it thoroughly. great tip. I've never heard that. I love it. Yeah, Yeah, I haven't either. (laughs) What are some practical ways that people can prepare? You've got the STAR method. Mm -hmm. What are some ways that people can find interview questions? How should they formulate answers to those questions? just to be prepared for an upcoming interview? I think the more you can learn about the team that you're interviewing with, the more helpful that is. In terms of interview questions, you know, they can vary, but think about the job description, why you applied for the role, why you're a good fit, what are the requirements of the job, and how do you meet those requirements, and just be prepared to answer questions along those lines. Another thing I'd like to ask about is your level of education. A lot of times on job descriptions, they say things like four-year degree required or two-year degree required. Is that a hard requirement? So most positions, when they have an education requirement, they will have, you know, bachelor's degree Mm -hmm. or relevant work experience preferred. And so I always encourage people, if there's a job that you think you could do well, that you would be a good fit for, apply to it. 
because the only thing they'll do worst case is say no and if you don't apply to it then the answer will be no but apply to it and and show them why you may be a good fit I think that that kind of stops people quite a bit mm-hmm. if they see even if they have the or relevant experience notated after that they see that and say well I don't have the the degree that they're looking for so why should I even if you're listening <laughs> make sure <laughs> put yourself to you. in the running <laughs> exactly yeah. put yourself in the running and show why you would be a good fit well, we have one more question that we would like to ask you, and I'm sorry, but I didn't provide this to you ahead of time, but we ask, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a fun question, I promise. We ask everybody that comes on the podcast, what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a hairstylist. Really? Uh, yeah. Interesting. Was there a particular reason? I just like cutting hair. Like I cut all my friend's hair when I was a teenager. Wow. Mm-hmm. I still cut my kids' hair sometimes. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. I just enjoy doing it. Okay. Very cool. I very much enjoy recruiting more. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Brandy, thank you so much yes, for thank you. giving us all of these great tips and tricks on resumes mm-hmm. and interview skills. Would you be available if we had somebody reach out to us and say, hey, I'd love to sit down with Brandy and just kind of dig a little deeper. Is that a resource that we can provide to them? Yes, absolutely. Excellent. So great. you heard it here. If you have <laughs> questions or you want a little sit down time with Brandy, contact reach out. her. <laughs> yes. Well, just a huge thanks again to Brandy for joining us on the podcast today. Yeah, that was great. We learned so much about resumes and interviews. My burning question was talking about the infographic resumes. Yeah, I was really shocked at what she said, and I kind of liked it. I did, too. It was nice to hear that those are you know, something that stands out when you're going through different resumes and applications for positions. Yeah. Those are differentiators yes and she's so uh, it's such a truth to say that people like to see things and not read them yes. so if you want to say that you're 100 percent proficient in x program do you want to read that or do you want to show it yes yeah i think showing it really says something yes i agree so thanks again to Brandy for coming on the podcast and sharing her knowledge with us. If you want to be a guest on our podcast, make sure to let us know. Yes. You can reach out to Rachel or Raquel. We'll see you next time. Yeah. See ya. 